you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live here in New York City. It's Friday. It's a beautiful Friday, November 4th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Across from me here is Peter Schrager. You know him. You love him. Love and him. these two fine gentlemen, love Super Bowl two. champions, Jason McCourty and Sean O'Hara. How's it going? It's going well. Good morning. Place. We're heading to Germany this evening. Yes. So on to a new adventure. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Time for the lead block. Jamie, what do you got for us? Let's go to a little football. The Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Houston Texans. Jalen Hurts heading back home. A lot of family and friends in the stands taking some pictures, getting them fired up. 150 tickets to be back home. They were going to win 29 to 17, and they remain unbeaten 8 and 0. Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, they talked after the game about what it means to be 8-0. I know it's special for the, for the, for the city of Philadelphia. I mean, I've, I've been 8-0 before and, and lost the national championship, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just take it day by day, you know what I'm saying? Take it day by day. Uh, we, we haven't accomplished anything yet. At this particular point, being 8-0 is sweet, right? And, it, you know, it beats the alternative of being 7-1 or 6-2, right? And so we know that our, our goal wasn't to go 8-0. Our goal is to take one game at a time, and I'm at, that's, that's our goal. They say one game at a time, we pull up the, the whole schedule. That's how we do things here on Good Morning Football. Uh, things are looking up in Philadelphia, no matter if you're a baseball or a football fan. Uh, World Series, undefeated team. Is it too soon to start talking about the Eagles, though, playing into a finish the way the Phillies have so far this season? I, I usually think, like, Thanksgiving's the time you mm. should really take these things seriously. Mm. But this one feels different because of that remaining schedule. There's not a ton of world beaters on it. And if anything, I look at last night's game where the Houston Texans came out with a game plan and were like, all right, Jordan Davis is out. We're going to run this kid Damian Pierce down your throat. And Damian Pierce had 139 yards. And that might be a weakness in this Eagles team. And if I look at their schedule, I might have an upset in the brewing when you look at a, a stretch that's Jonathan Taylor. Hopefully he's healthy. 
Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, and Derrick Henry. Mm. Now you're starting to, you know the Eagles are legit when you're starting to find reasons why other teams can win, not just, it's impossible to go undefeated, no one does it. Or, it's too hard. I don't think it's impossible. I don't see many world beaters on that schedule. They've already beaten the Cowboys. They've already beaten the, the Commanders. I, I don't know. I'm looking at I'm looking at what they've done. They've already beaten the Vikings handedly. So when I see that stretch, Jonathan Taylor, the league's best rusher from a year ago, Aaron Jones, who's having a great season, Saquon Barkley, comeback player of the year, and then of course Derrick Henry, the king. That's where I'm like, okay, I could see them dropping one. I remember the Chiefs a couple years ago were riding high and flying, and then Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor were like, we're gonna slow the game down, we're gonna run the ball down your throat, and they both beat the Chiefs. That's where I think there, there's a possible slip up. But like, is it too early? Absolutely not. They, they don't turn the ball over, they run the ball, they've got great defensive backfield. I don't think it's too early. Yeah, I don't think so either. I feel like when I was a player, it was just like you hated those questions. And like you said, it's one game at a time. But I'm in a sports media business. Yeah, this is what we Jay. do. Like when they went three and oh, let's start talking about an undefeated season. <laughs> as soon as we can find something to talk about and rally around, I am all for it. And I think more impressive than that, this Eagles football team, you think about this, the game last night, the game before where they played the Pittsburgh Steelers, you just said they don't have a ton of world beaters on their schedules. And they showed over the last two weeks that, yes, if we have a team that is not a huge game, a team that is struggling a little bit. We still know how to come out and play and how to finish them. And they showed that. We're not going to have a letdown. We're not going to fall victim to a trap game or any of the other themes or slogans you want to call these games. We're going out there and we're going to play ball. Because the one thing is, when you're one of the best teams and the Eagles have the best record in the NFL, you now become every other team's biggest game on the schedule. And you get every team's best shot. And I remember everybody used to say that, and I was just like, it's the NFL. Like, everybody plays their hardest each and every week. And when I joined the New England Patriots, it was totally different. You'd be getting ready for a team that was struggling, and they come out, and next thing you know, how we watched the Houston Texans, they hadn't scored a, a touchdown on their opening drive all season. Playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, they do that. They found a way still, though, this Eagles team to come back. They responded to every drive that Houston had, and I think it's not too early. They're a team. Whether they can do it or not, we'll find out. It is a National Football League. Anybody can win on any given Sunday. So we'll find out. But no, I don't think it's too soon. Let's talk about it. Let's pull up the whole schedule like yeah. we did and start marking the games off. Oh, yeah, that's a win. That's a win. Like you guys say, a ton of logos on the screen. I'm all for it. Yeah, September, October, definitely a little early. November, we're starting to morph into it. I'm with you, though. I feel like double-digit wins, once you get into there, all right, now we're talking about f finishing out the season. When you look at the Eagles, though, and, and you look at, at what they did last night, that was the game that they had a chance to drop the clunker. You know, Houston, hey, nothing to play for, really. They score on the opening drive, but they rally back. And I think when you look at the Eagles with how they're winning football games, I, I think they're built to last. All right, let's just kind of go back in history here and let's take a look at some of these undefeated. This is not uncharted territory for the NFL. So the Eagles, this is the first time gone, I know. But let's take a look at teams that have started 8-0 since 2015 and how it ended up, okay? 2020, we got to go all the way back to there. Look, last year, the Arizona Cardinals started out 7-0, ended up losing the Green Bay Packers on Thursday Night Football. But the Steelers, they start out 11-0, ended up losing four out of their last five. They ended up losing in the wild card game. You go through and you look at this list, these are all teams that start out. They faded down the stretch, all right? Only, only 
three of them actually got to the Super Bowl, if I, my eyes are deceiving me. Correct. So, uh, you know, if, if you're Eagles fans, you're like, hey, that would be great and all, but when history doesn't show that going undefeated helps you out down the stretch. <laughs> this is where I think Philadelphia is different than some of these other teams that we just showed you on that board because they have the ability to run the football. You talked about the offensive line, mm -hmm. about Jordan Mailata, Lane Johnson, Landon Dickerson, how physical they are up front. They're two-dimensional offensively, three-dimensionally, really, if, if, you, if you factor in uh, Dallas Goddard in that. Mm -hmm. So I look at that aspect of it, and I think it's, it's not too early to talk about how going undefeated, but I think when you look at the players, they understand that's not the goal. Jalen Hurts already said it. I'll say this one time. 2008, the best team I've ever been on. We start out 4-0. We go out to play Cleveland Browns in Monday Night Football, and we're, hey, we're feeling ourselves. Hey, defending Super Bowl champs, we're pretty darn good. We got slobbered. Like, we got... We, we got, Edwards. We got clobbered. Derek Anderson, um, right? Yeah, Derek Anderson <laughs> ended up beating us. It was the best thing that ever happened to us because we kind of got that out of the way, got off our high our high horse, and we buckled down, and we went on to rattle off some big wins. We ended up going 11-1 that year. So sometimes a loss can actually really recalibrate the team mm. and kind of refocus everybody and get all the nonsense off. I'm not wishing that on anybody, but it's fun. Enjoy while it lasts. John, I'm with you. With, I feel like, November, you're finally permitted to inch closer to this conversation, just like you're allowed to have your holiday cups out at <laughs> Starbucks. You're... You're starting to be allowed to have your holiday decorations out. Elf on the Shelf is big around Christmas time. Like, if you touch the elf, the spirit, the Christmas mm. spirit leaves your house. I'm looking at a Christmas Eve game, and it's in Dallas. And, like, don't touch your elf and then have the Christmas Eve spirit leave the game for the Eagles and the Cowboys because that Cowboys game, Christmas Eve for the Eagles, that one feels mm. like it's building. That would be the third road game the Eagles have mm. in that stretch. You're talking about running backs. I'm thinking about road games and that target on their back. If they are unbeaten heading into Christmas Eve. Oh my goodness. I'm thinking about the way the Cowboys are playing right now. Last week without Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard had himself a day and Zeke looked fired up about it. These two, no matter how much people want to kick and scream about how it should be Pollard, it should be Zeke, it should be Pollard. I think they just want to go out there and win. They want to be a running back room that beats people that extends drives that rips off this offense. Dak Prescott is back. Cooper Rush got them there. The game that the Cowboys lost to the Eagles, Cooper Rush threw three picks. He finally allowed himself to be human in that game for the Cowboys. I think if the Eagles remain undefeated until Christmas Eve, that game in Dallas is a holiday gift worth watching. Yeah, oh, my gosh. But that's the one that feels very dangerous to me yeah. because of the setup for both of them. I'll never games. forget, and you were in this game, the Patriots and Giants, and it was a New Year's Eve game. And it was it was right before the New Year, and it was everyone watching, the whole entire country. This has that feel if the Eagles can rattle this off. Mm -hmm. The entire country watching this Eagles team to see if they're legit or not. If they make it all the way to there, we've got a story for December. I'll tell Absolutely. you. It was on NFL Network. It was sure was. And it would only be sweet if the whole country is watching and the Cowboys know that they could play spoiler. Yeah. I mean, you just know. Like, that's a that's a franchise and a rivalry that's ripe for that. NFL Network insider Ian Rapport is joining us now. Rap sheet busy this morning as we kick off week nine. And there are some names that we need to watch out for on the injury report. IR, season-ending situations. Ian, what's going on? that are, I would say, most up in the air for this week. Two high-profile guys in real football and fantasy football. If you happen to have Jonathan Taylor on your fantasy team, the Colts' starting running back, one of the best running backs in football, has not practiced yet this week. And this is a little different from the way it's been. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Remember, he had that ankle sprain earlier in the season. That has lingered. And from my understanding, this is really just about maintenance and doing what he can to limit his workload during the week and get on the field on Sunday. But the fact that he hasn't practiced yet, not a great sign. If he's out of practice later today, that would mean likely playing, you'd think, on Sunday. But we will see about that. Not a great sign, though, that he has not yet been out of the field. Meanwhile, encouraging news for Cooper Cup 
The Rams do everything receiver. He also suffered an ankle, ankle injury uh, last week. Actually kind of looked scary late in the game. Turned out to be not nearly as big a deal as everyone thought. Did not practice Wednesday. Was back at practice yesterday. Was talking to reporters in the locker room after practice. Said that the day was encouraging. He was going to trust the process, but it sounded like he thought he was going to be able to be back on the field and playing for the Rams on Sunday. Oh, that would be a positive spin. The Rams absolutely need all the help they can get, according to the last couple weeks that they've been going through. Ian Rapport, thank you very much. We'll talk to you in a little bit. We're going to dive into some sometimes not good football, and that's okay. There's time to figure it out. There's a big rematch coming up on Sunday. The Rams eliminated Tom Brady and the Buccaneers on their way to the Super Bowl last season. But this year, this year both teams are just looking to get some positive momentum going into Week 9. Indeed, still searching for positive momentum going into Week 9. Uh, our own Sarah Walsh has the latest on that entire situation. Jamie, unlike the cast of Good Morning Football that's got incredible chemistry, the Bucks and the Rams are still trying to figure things out. This is not the same LA and Tampa teams that met in the postseason a year ago with so much momentum. On Tampa's side, the defense hasn't had a takeaway in four straight games, which is really unheard of for the Buccaneers. One of their defensive leaders, Devin White, has come under heavy criticism, most recently by Warren Sapp, who said that White should take the C off his chest for what Sapp believes is lack of effort. Now, White responded and said freedom of speech. Sapp can say what he wants and he respects but he said his teammates know what he's about. On the offensive side, Tom Brady said, you can either back down to the challenge or you can step it up. And stop me if you've heard this before, but Tom Brady can hit another milestone on Sunday. He is 164 passing yards shy of hitting the mark of 100,000. Brady said that sounds crazy even to him, but he is prepared. He said he'll probably be keeping that jersey, which he's doing more of lately. And he said he's also going to put out an APB to his offensive guys about not handing that ball over. That's something that they have learned hard way here in Tampa. And Jamie, next time I see all you guys, we'll all be in Munich. So see you guys soon overseas. Pretzels and beer on us, Sarah. It sounds awesome. We can't wait. The Bucks and the Rams, they are just two of the six playoff teams from last year that are currently below 500. Wow. That has to be the first time this has happened. What Shocking. Happened? <laughs> We're almost at the midway point of the season. Is this the upside down world? So, right, exactly. So take someone off that list, a struggling team that was in the playoffs last year that so badly needs a win this weekend that you want to lift them up right now. I'm going to stick with where, where Sarah is. Tampa, it's so head-scratching, uh, confounding to what's going on with this team. No life, no buzz. And you look at the team, and it's a bunch of veteran guys, and many of them have won a Super Bowl. So it's not like, hey, and it could fall off a cliff fast. You lose to the Rams this week, now you're talking about your sixth loss in seven weeks, and then you're talking about having to pack up the bags and go on this NFL, like, ambassador trip to Germany where you're the face of the NFL. Like, you think those guys want to make that trip after losing another game? No, they want to be in, a, in their own beds, comfortable, and they can get really ugly really fast. I said it last week when we came on the show on a Friday morning. And I don't do this often, and I was like, I think there needs to be a major change in Tampa. I didn't call for the firing of a head coach. I didn't call for the release of a player, but I said something is likely going to happen because I've been covering this league too long. And to watch a game like that, the loss to the Ravens, and just say, yeah, we're good with what we got. Let's go. And Byron Leftwich is still employed. Todd Bowles is still employed. All those players are still there. What happened was a former player, Warren Sapp, came out, and Warren Sapp's voice matters in Tampa, and he called out that defense, and he called out Devin White, and he said, you're loafing. This is a guy, Devin White, who was a Super Bowl champion, was one of the best players on that team, was a top five pick, and then Devin White didn't want to go back and forth 
from the media, so he didn't talk to the media. This thing is starting to mushroom right now. Mm. You lose to this Rams team at home, and the Boo Birds are coming, and you've got Nance and Romo on the call, the whole country being forced to sit through this. And then you got to get on a plane and fly to Munich. Ooh, I don't know if I want to be a part of that team right now. I don't know. Unless you get the win, and suddenly, all right, we're in the NFC South and we're four and five and we could turn things around and we're better than Mariota and we're better than PJ Walker and we're better than... A win is huge right now. A loss, there might be no locker room or team I'd want to be around less than a bunch of veterans who are three and six and aren't exactly playing great. I'm going to another veteran quarterback who is struggling right now, and that's Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers. Talk about it. They have to be able to get this win. They're, they lost to the Buffalo Bills last week, and they talked about after the game. They had some good moments, and it was almost like a moral victory, like your son or your daughter's out there and they're playing soccer. They lost the game, but everybody gets a medal, and that's not what the NFL is, and we watched a very frustrated Aaron Rodgers this season. He talked about it all throughout training camp, not having the guys, young receivers, mistakes, not knowing the plays, all of these other things, and you see it carrying over. But they have two studs at running back, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and you want to see these guys continue to succeed, but you want to see Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball down the field. And if there's any week to do it, it is this week. They're going against the Detroit Lions, who have struggled mightily on the defensive side of the ball. Look at their, you don't even have to look at what the rankings are. Don't even care what it is. Points per game, the yards. Are, just look at the, yards. Just look like at the column all the way to the right. Last, 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 last in every single column. They just fired their DB coach, Aubrey Pleasant, and I mean, I guess that's a scapegoat thing. There's no way he's responsible for them point being last in every single category. So for Aaron Rodgers and his Green Bay Packers offense, this is your opportunity to get back on track. You're going and you're playing against the Detroit Lions. Aaron Rodgers has won five out of his last six games against the Lions. The only loss coming last season, the last game, where they didn't play their stars. They were getting ready for the playoffs. You want to get ready for the playoffs, win this game, and try to secure and give yourself a chance to be in the conversation to head back to the playoffs this season. Mm. We're talking about all three of these teams and they just can't seem to get right. So I'm going to take the defending Super Bowl champs. Give me the LA Rams. What in the wide world's going on out in Cali? What's going on there? They're three or four right now. And look, a lot of people talk about, hey, sometimes you start slow the next season at the Super Bowl. You know, you're still thinking about the previous year. I just don't know what's going on with this offense. I know Cooper Cup is having another phenomenal year, but I feel like Matt Stafford, like enough with the interceptions already. Look, last year, you know, I think he got a pass for some of the interceptions. A new year, new offense to learn some things. But this offense, like, you need that explosive game, that breakout game. And, and this would be the best time to have it. You know you're going to get an opportunity. We're in November already. <laughs> yeah, we're in November already. And Stafford's got three touchdown passes in his last five games, right? So, that, I mean, that's just not what we're used to seeing with this offense. And it can't always be Cooper Cup. Somebody else has got to step up. But I, I need Stafford to play better. You go back to that game uh, the last time they played each other, as Sarah Walsh mentioned, the divisional round down in Tampa. They needed a big play. For the love of the game. You know what? <laughs> that was the call, name of the play. That's now what we want to see you. That's how we want to see you play the game. For the love of the game. Let's see the passion. Let's see the fireworks. Let's see some offensive production from Stafford in this Rams offense. Couldn't come at a better time against the Bucks. For the love of all things good and pure, what is going on with the Las Vegas Raiders right now? Mm. My goodness. I mean, Oof. every team on this list that we just talked about, like they've, I think that they have played more to their potential. They're struggling, but no one is struggling as bad as the Raiders are right now. They come off a bye two weeks ago. They beat the Texans, and it feels like, okay, Obviously, you took your 10 days. You got a couple things right. Let's go. Texans, and then let's go to the state. 
Oh, you get shut out by the Saints in New Orleans. Okay, what did you just what just happened? The roller coaster that the Raiders have taken everybody on in an offseason where the expectation was so high with a new GM that hired a new head coach, Josh McDaniels, who's standing right there. And Dave Ziegler came out this week and said, there's no one I have more confidence in right now than Josh McDaniels, the way he has handled himself professionally at 2-5. and five, It really tests your leadership and whatnot. Ooh, man, I can imagine that it's a test and it's a challenge, but something has to get right here because right now the two wins you have at the time was at a very challenged Broncos team and then against the Texans. So your wins are not that notable. Your play in challenging games, not great to be shut out by the Saints. And I cannot figure out for the life of me what has happened to this team that is riddled with talent. Josh Jacobs, ride him. And they won't, it can't, I don't it's, know what. It's is alarming. Clicking. They didn't cross the 50 last week, I don't think. Um, all the two minutes. But warning. we're talking Devontae Adams is on this roster. Derek Carmick's $100 plus million. You paid Max Crosby. You paid Chandler Jones. This isn't a young team. This is a bad team right now. And yeah. they're all paid very well. And they're veterans. And they don't have a ton of draft pices coming. And they traded away for Javante Adams. Like I don't know. A lot of people had them winning the division, like or or you know like like being a contender, right? I did. <laughs> the Eagles aren't struggling. They're nope. undefeated. Mm-hmm. But is it too soon to start talking about an undefeated season? We'll talk to the hardest working man in America next. Nate Burleson joins the show. Mm. But Kirk Herbstreit was joining us. Okay. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good morning, 
It's now time to welcome back friend of our show, a guy that my kids watch every Wednesday, Slime Time on Nickelodeon, our friend, Nate Burleson. He does everything, CBS, NFL Sundays. It's always a joy to have you sitting here, right here with us at the breakfast table. What's up, Nate? Welcome in, Nate. Of course. What's up, baby? I appreciate you having me on. Good to see y'all. Happy Friday. We made it through the week. Earlier this week, Kyle said that when you want to start talking about undefeated seasons, you have to at least get to 10 wins before that conversation starts. Eagles are rolling right now, 8-0. Is it too early to start that conversation? What do you think, Nate? Man, you can start that conversation once they were the last undefeated team in the NFL. Why do we have to wait till they get to 10 wins? I mean, look at what they're doing. These are convincing victories week in and week out. And if you're looking at the rest of the schedule, seems like they're going to continue this streak. And they're not just doing it one way or with one guy. Jalen Hurts is playing fantastic. A.J. Brown is a beast. Devontae Smith can get cooking anytime he wants to start going. Then Miles Sanders is doing his thing on running back. I haven't even mentioned the defense yet. So, yes, we can talk about it right now and, and mention the Eagles where they are of course we want to wait and see if they can do this in november and december but right now let's give credit where credit is due they are dominant and still undefeated yeah you got to give credit to them and listen nate uh, you might need a, a fork and a knife to try to digest this thing but i, I want you to just wrap <laughs> your head around this okay, okay? brady yeah rogers Stafford, mm -hmm. Burrow, and mm -hmm. Carr. Mm -hmm. All of them coming off losses. Yeah. I, we're, we're not sure what we're thinking about these quarterbacks and these teams. Everything's upside down. One of those quarterbacks, though, is going to have to get a win this week. Which quarterback do you think gets that W yeah. and turns their season around? I'll go youth before age. As much as I can appreciate the old heads, and I'm not taking a shot at Tom Brady, I'm looking at Joe Burrow. And I know it. everybody's looking at the Bengals saying, well, they don't have Jamar Chase, one of the most explosive wide receivers in the game. How are they going to continue to do what they do on offense? So they have to figure things out. They just got the news last week that Jamar Chase was going to be out for a handful of weeks. Now they'll start to figure out where their offense is. They'll lean on their playmakers. And on top of that, they have the Carolina Panthers coming up. Now, I know. I know the Carolina Panthers played well last week, but this is is a get-right game. So for me, it's the Borough Bengals that are going to get right after taking an L from the Browns last weekend. Nate, for years it was baseball and basketball. The trade deadline was such a big deal. Now it feels like football yeah. is where it's at. This I is the middle of the World Series, middle of the NBA season, and like the NFL owned every headline on Tuesday because of all the big moves. So many with Roquan right. and Chubb and all the other offensive players. What do you think stood out the most? All right, it to the Vikings. That's what I wanted to mention. Yeah, no, listen, they have an offense that's explosive. You got the running game that leads them right into this play action offense. Of course, Justin Jefferson is a monster. Now you add in that type of playmaking tight end, and I gotta be honest, I was a little upset that they dealt him away from the Lions. I thought he was one of those premier tight ends that can be there for a decade plus, um, but now you have Kirk Cousins who is willing and dealing this season. He has another tall, big frame weapon that he can use in the red zone. Yeah, I got Hawkinson to the Vikings. Okay, ask me the next question now, because obviously I'm excited to talk Nate, about No, no, me. I was getting territorial. I was getting territorial because I wanted to ask you this question in hopes that you brought up the Minnesota Vikings because that answer that you were yeah. just about to do a deep dive on tied back into one that I had yeah. during Whiteboard Wednesday, which was which was your favorite sports trade of all time, and I whipped it around to my least, which was KG going to Boston because Moss ended up going from the Ooh. Raiders to the Patriots. But back it up again because your Moss take when he left Minnesota the first okay. time, you're saying that was your favorite? Yeah. Let me back it up, flip it, and reverse it. I do remember KG big mm -hmm. ticket going to the Celtics, which was crazy. Anything's possible. Um, 
anything's possible. You know what was possible? Randy Moss to play for the New England Patriots. And for so many reasons, I don't think we necessarily thought this was going to work. One, because like I said, there were whispers that Moss just doesn't have it anymore. And then remember how many guys would go to the Patriots and offensive players would say, well, the system is just too much. It's too complicated. We've seen some veteran wide receivers and they just can't hold on and grasp that offense. And then Randy Moss, who has a, a high IQ when it comes to offensive football, is a beautiful football mind, went out there and was flawless in this system. The only thing that bothered me is that we couldn't see it for years to come. It just ended abruptly. But I loved it because it reminded us how great Randy was. And just think about that. We have Randy Moss, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. One of the most explosive. I mean, literally, his nickname was The Freak. Getting balls thrown to him by Tom Brady, the GOAT. Like, it was just a moment in time. If we really break it down, I don't think we appreciate it as much as we should. But that was one of my favorite traits. And on top of that, they had a great season. And they should have won a Super Bowl. Talking about undefeated teams, they should have won a Super Bowl. Would have would have really solidified Randy Moss's career. And I know Sean O'Hare has something to say about that. It was such a good year. You're right. It was phenomenal. It was so good. It was awesome watching Randy do his thing during the regular season. And they get shut down in the Super Bowl. That's right. You teed okay. that up, Ray Fong. Oh, you could see him getting fidgety right. as you Put were saying it. Put your reverse it. Get your freak on. Boom. All right, I see you, Missy. E. <laughs> oh, no. As always, Nate, you are a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to come hang out with us. Appreciate you, Nate. Keep doing your thing. All right, y'all have a good weekend, all right? It's time for Mad Minute Part 2. Week 9 officially kicked off last night, and we've got a great slate of games coming to us this Sunday. We've deemed it Identity, Find Your Identity, identity. Week. So let's break down more of some of these matchups. We're going to head to our own backyard first for an AFCE showdown between the Bills and the Jets. Something to look forward to in this game, Peter. There is so much hype going into that Patriots game and so much optimism and so much hope. And then this week around Jets fans, it feels like it's doom and gloom again. <laughs> and it's right back to where we were the last few years in this city. Zach Wilson has not looked great. Zach Wilson has been getting by with good off good offensive help and good defense and great offensive line play. This week, he's going up against Josh Allen, and it won't be the first time he's going to have to face Josh Allen, and it won't be the last. Don't go out there and lay another egg. I just, I, I'm, I'm fearful that Zach Wilson's not going to play a game, and we're going to be doing quarterback controversy talk, and maybe the Jets have to look at the draft again. I don't want to go down that road yet. I don't. Mm. Zach Wilson, gotta play better than you did last week. Stephon Diggs, Sauce Gardner. I want to see that. As a DB, you want to see the best on the best, and these guys have been two of the best in the NFL this season. I want to see what Sauce has going against not only Stephon Diggs, but a quarterback like Josh Allen. You know the targets are coming. You have to make plays. I'm going to be watching this matchup all day long. Yeah, this game's going on at MetLife uh, right across the river from us. I'm, I'm looking at this defense. All right, Salah. Look, you were hired to bring in your, your charisma, your energy, your scheme. This is the best passing offense in the league right now. All right, how does this defense, not just Sauce Gardner, but how does this defense as a whole, how do they measure up against the NFL's best right now? Mm -hmm. Speaking of one of the NFL's best, the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, he takes on his former team when Minnesota heads to Washington to face off against the Commanders. Something to look forward to in this game, Peter. Uh, the Commanders were 1-4. and four. You've got investigations into the team. You've got a team that might be getting sold. You've got a dumpster fire on the way. And then they went out and the football team was like, we got games to play and they've won three straight games. Ron Rivera is dealing with a tragedy. He lost his mother this week. I think this team loves their head coach. I think this team loves each other. And I think Heineke might be the answer. Three straight wins amidst what could have been a dumpster fire. It's a lot to like about the players on this commander's team. Say it again, Taylor Heineke. Every mm -hmm. time he starts and they win the football game, he gets a bonus. And what he does with that bonus, he goes out and buys a pair of Jordans 
of the opposing team's colors. I'm looking forward to see if he can do that this week and go get him some purple Jays. But in order to do so, he's going to have to avoid Zadarius Smith, who is mm -hmm. leading the league in sacks right now with eight and a half. Yeah, Zadarius Smith has been a monster, and he's getting after quarterbacks. He has added his advertised. He and Daniel Hunter a good one-two punch. You mentioned the loss of Ron Rivera's uh, mother, and then obviously Mike Zimmer losing his son, Adam, as well. So there's definitely going to be some somber moments during that game. But um, when you look at, at the offense right here, Dalvin Cook is taking things over right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at Dalvin. Jason's trying to have find himself an invite into Taylor Heineke's shoe closet. I think he's going to do. I love a do. good pair of jeans. Yeah, you so. do. You respect it. it. The Battle of the Birds in the NFC West goes down in Arizona, and the Cardinals take on the Seahawks at home. Intrigue about this game, Sean? What would you put your finger on? I'm very intrigued. And when you look at the matchup, like who would have thought the Seahawks would be first in the NFC West <laughs> right now and going down to Arizona, who they already beat before. And when I look at this Seahawks offense, DK Metcalf, I'm going to talk wide receivers for a second. DK Metcalf is the guy you want coming off the bus first, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, he's the, he's the guy you want everybody to see first. But it's Tyler Lockett that's the one under the hood driving the engine. So I think Tyler Lockett has another big game. Geno Smith has been balling out. It's phenomenal what he's doing week in and week out. You know, the Seahawks are 7-1-1 one one in their last nine trips to Arizona. They're underdogs in this game, despite being way better in the standings everything. People still believe in the Cardinals. I'm not sure what they're looking at. To me, Seattle is a locomotive right now, and I cannot wait to see this team in Munich next week. But they'll be a lot more fun to talk about after a win. Let's see how they do here. This rookie class with obviously Walker, the two tackles, and the two defensive players in the backfield. I think the Seahawks should be favored. I don't think they lose this game. Yeah, you're right about those rookies. Tariq Willem, Kenneth Walker, both rookies of the month, offense and defense respectively. But I'm going to see a little bit DeAndre Hopkins. His two games back, over 10 catches, over 100 yards, had a beautiful one-hand, left-handed touchdown catch. I want to see if he continues that. Obviously matched up with Tariq Woolen on the other side. Cardinals need a spark at home. They have trailed at halftime in seven games this season. Mm. Get on the board early. Uh, Matthew Stafford takes on Tom Brady when the Rams trek to Tampa Bay to battle it out against the Buccaneers. What are we looking for in this matchup, Peter? We've talked about it. I want to see which team responds. I mean, this is so, so unlikely that we're talking about these two squads just looking terrible. Look at the records in this one. Three and four and three and five. We're talking about two teams that played in one of the best playoff games in recent memory. I'm looking at Brady. I know a lot's going on in the house. I know a lot's going on in his personal life, but I also know that that team around him has not lifted him up at all. They have mm. not done him any favors. Can he still motivate? Can he still get these guys? And can we get some of those veteran players to maybe do him a favor and start playing the best of their abilities? Yeah, I love that you said that. Teammates, everybody has to pick each other up. And I'm looking at these guys on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to lift up their coach because Todd Bowles is a defensive coach. And yes, we talked about Devin White and all the scrutiny that he's getting, but they gave up 200 yards rushing in the second half with a head coach who has a defensive mind. So how do they respond? Where's the pride at? Are they going to go out there and try to shut this Rams team down to be able to get a win? Coming into this game, you would have thought, hey, this is the rematch of the playoff teams from last year, or this is a preview of the NFC Championship game coming up. I don't think anybody's talking about that right now. Like, you know what I want to see in this game? I want to see some good football. I'm tired of seeing sloppy ball from the defending Super Bowl champs. I'm tired of seeing the sloppiness by the Bucks. You guys are better than that. Show up. Mm. Oh, man. That was a pep talk and yeah, a half from Sean O'Hara. Bring that energy to Sunday Night Football because this is a top-tier matchup with the Titans heading to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Quarterback, we're not sure with the Tennessee Titans. What else do we look for in this game, Jay? Yeah, I want to see Derrick Henry. You're right. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. King Henry, as they call him down in Nashville. They're heading to Arrowhead, and Peter mentioned it earlier. They've played well against this Chiefs team, and it's going to be two different types of teams. So can Derrick Henry put the team on his back? Put him on your back, though, and see can he carry them to a victory down in Arrowhead? I'm watching Chris Jones up front. Anytime you, you got that that guy on the other side, Chris Jones has got to have a big game. You mentioned Nick Bolton uh, on the second level. 
level, but Chris Jones, they're going to try to move him all around. I know Spags likes to try to come up with different schemes in different ways. I've I, I got my eyes on Stone Cold Chris Jones. I mentioned the young man earlier in the show. I'm excited to see what the Chiefs do with Kadarius Tony. Here's a guy with a ton of skills, a ton of ability, did not fulfill that with the Giants, did not get on the field enough to do that. He has zero receiving yards this season. I think there's a package for Kadarius Tony. I think the young Joka might be playing on special teams, mm. might be doing something in the return game. Andy Reid is away with some guys that don't work out elsewhere. Put him on my roster. We'll figure things out. Let's see if young Joka can do something. I love the way you say Sunday. that. The interesting Joka. thing with that is if you t- if you put him back to return, now you got to take Pacheco off. You don't want to take a Scarlet Knight off the field. It's He's a good problem. Good. More mm-hmm. the better. It is. Yes. Peter, you and Andy Reid have something really interesting in common, I'm realizing. Our wardrobe? Uh, no, it's that really, really just refreshed humans after vacation. Andy Reid is 20-3 and three in his mm. career after a bye week. Are we going on vacation anytime mm. soon? I would love No, that. no, but that oh, you no. speak okay. of it so highly yeah. in the yeah. offseason. I thought you were going to say because you both love Mr. Good Bars. Yeah, okay. Let's okay, sure. Yep, that's too. We're both fat, Sean. Yeah. No, okay. Didn't say that. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good morning, football. Nowhere else we would want to finish our show on a Friday before we head overseas and on the streets of New York. Uh, we've got comedian Paul Versey back with us. Obviously, it's a time Nostradamus. for another edition of America's <laughs> Most confusing game picks every week. The adjective that describes this segment changes, but this week it is pickle picks indeed. One at a time, Mr. Dill over there is going to hand us a card with a week nine matchup on it. We're going to reveal which game it is. Some of us have picked our games already. Others, it's a surprise. So, Dill, get in here and do your thing. Dilly, dilly. Uh, you get to go first, Mom. Here you go. Yes. All right. What's the matchup? The matchup this week is the Colts versus the New England Patriots. This is the big, this is the lock of the year. Oh, okay. oh, wow. Which way? Come on, which way? <laughs> which way? Bill Belichick and them figured it out. They're turning it around. Okay. Your brother, he's I saw happy, that. He's happy to hear that. I saw that. I think the Colts are, I mean, the Colts just, Jonathan Taylor's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Wh- whatever happened with, with Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan yeah. it's it's a mess. And uh, I think that they're going to keep it rolling after beating a division rival Jets last week. Uh, they're going to come home and they're going to win. Team Mac and Cheese or Team Bailey Zappi? Zappi Hour. 
Uh, I think I like Jones. Matt, there we go, Jones. What do we got here? I, think uh, I like Jones. Lock of the century. That's no, of the, of the year. Did of I say century? century? Cat fight. But it felt very we got a cat fight. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to shout out our researcher, Rich Goldberg, running the New York Marathon, and also our producer, Michael Harmeyer, running the New York City yes. Marathon Woo! this weekend. Very cool. Our show's representing, and I think it's going to be a marathon game for both of these teams. Chidobia Duawuzie, the most underrated player in the NFL this season. He's out. I got the Panthers writing the wrong oh, that game, that erroneous flag. I got the Panthers. Don't lose your hats. Hi, <laughs> right, Mr. Dill. Who's Off next? to Sean O'Hara. All right, thank you. O'Hara, who are you picking? Thank you, Dilly Dilly. All right, who we got? We got the L.A. Chargers and the Dirty Birds. Listen, the Atlanta Falcons, Marcus Mariota, I, I, I like watching him, but not against this Chargers defense. I think this Chargers defense is too athletic, too fierce. Give me some Derwin James. I think he ends up having a couple of picks in this game. The Chargers defense, they appreciate that, Sean. Jay. Jay with the handoff from the Dill. I am going with the Commanders and the Vikings. I am making this pick, especially for my co-host, Jamie Erdahl, and I am rolling with a new pair of Jordans for Taylor Heineke, the Commanders get the win. <laughs> Sorry. Give me that card. Now you make me mad. Which one of these teams do you like better between the Seahawks and the Cardinals, Jay? You like the Seahawks? All right, Cardinals, you're going to win this game. Nice. No, I'm just kidding. I do think the Seahawks go to Arizona. I think they handle their business in Arizona. I want to um, buy Mr. Verzi a, a couple minutes to give us any information and any material on this pickle that you just had standing over your shoulder for the last 30 seconds. How did it make you feel? Does he have to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, Halloween's over. Like, dude, just, you're not going to get fired. Is, is he going to get fired if he just it doesn't accept doing this? He you don't have an Emmy. He, he this guy's got an Emmy. He's got an Emmy. <laughs> All right, well, I don't have an Emmy, so you know what? <laughs> Throw me in a, some, some costume. Munich. <laughs> Marathon, good luck, everyone. Let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.